You're listening to Stonecast, Curling in the Twin Cities with Jordan Wickland and Christopher Lisney. Today we speak with Dan Middlecamp, a nominee for the St. Paul Curling Club Board of Directors. Jordan and Chris are here with Dan Middlecamp. Sixth episode of Stonecast in our Stonecast studios. Slash dungeon. We're drinking uh, Bloody Marys mm-hmm. with vodka from Duluth. Vodka from Duluth. Vicra, absolutely. Cheers. 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 And pickles from your garden. Pickles from my garden. Delicious. Welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> so did you guys watch, have you watched any of the uh, curling from the, the, the world's curling Basil, in, in Basel? As we learned. I've watched far too much of it to the point where my employers are probably starting to take notice. There was a little controversial shot this morning in the world, in the, in the world playoffs between Japan and the USA. So I just thought it'd be kind of fun to uh, to look at the shot and get your, your, your instant feedback. All right. Yeah, your skips feedback. What yeah. would you have called? Oh, yeah. By what the way, I met Dan this year. This is He's my skip on Sunday. All right, right. Let's see if I got this queued up. So eighth and... And uh, this is the shot and situation everyone's going to be talking about tonight. Marzui going for the thin double, a big call. He's very close to making it. Now watch the side stone. The red stone touches the bumper, bounces back, touches that yellow stone. And there's a big question if that was spinning out or not. In the end, Team USA makes the call, keeps it in the rings to draw for three. During the game, they like did a technical timeout, and Schuster was in there arguing. Not arguing. He's like, I really think this is in. It was a big deal. They gave it a teeny it, nudge. It, well, I think that Yellowstone is ricocheting, is, is coming out for sure if that doesn't occur. I mean, it's got a straight down trajectory. Mm, it didn't look too... See, that's... It, it might have it curled out of the ring, but... Here, watch, watch it again. See, it just gave it just a little. Well, it gave it... If that ricochet doesn't happen... Yellow is not even close to being in, in the ring. Look at this. But the mm-hmm. yellow is coming straight down. Yeah. It, I don't think it was and, it, and that gave it some energy to move it out. I could see why that would be controversial, but look at how they, they set up the ice. They set up about a 15-foot wide sheet with bumpers and walkways. If that walk... Because you got to let that play out. Mm-hmm. But then look at how it played out. Now, how would you change the rock positions? Or maybe when you... Maybe when you do the setup for these events, you don't have these enormous walkways and you give yourself a little bit of leeway. Yeah, the more I curl, the more I like being on totally open ice. Yeah, because it would have been able to spill into the other sheet. I mean, we're hardly ever throwing stones that hard anyway. Mm -hmm. And even more so, I mean, looking for shots like that. But on an open sheet, the other teams will see the stones come in or say, hey, heads up, you know, catch the stone with their foot, but it, it won't ricochet back into play like that. So Schuster was saying during that, um, he, he left it in, and so they ended up scoring mm-hmm. three in that end. Um, but it looked to me like the yellow stone was kind of coming parallel with the ice, and then it was hit by the, the red, which changed its trajectory, but also gave it energy. And it I think it would have stopped as a biter anyways. But yeah, that's what that's, that's what he said. I think that's a good point because it did give it some more energy when it bumped it because it could have went just moved just a little bit and still was biting. Well, yeah, it's a gentleman's sport and we call our own games. So I think the best thing you can do in a situation like this is just let it play out. 
deal with it. And then I think Schuster, I mean, just kind of leaving it where it was, I think that's, that's a good move. I mean, it's, it, it could have, it could have been a biter either way. Yeah. And he doesn't know that for sure. It's, it's hard to be in that cause we can rewind this and watch it four times, but to kind of just be in that moment and catch it, that's, that's a challenge, it's, but he's representing the United States of America. So, oh, say, can you see? Yeah, so if he was to say, oh, yeah, that rock would have been out, mm. just think people would be taking the streets and rioting <laughs> or something. Yeah. 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 I was listening to the Swiss play the Norwegians, and of course I can't understand a word they're saying because most of it is not in English. I mean, I think the I think the Swiss occasionally would, would go into English. And I found it very soothing with this on in the background, and it was this very pleasant white noise. You, you tweeted something about, which I thought was mildly offensive. You said, listening to these Norwegian curlers makes me want to learn Swedish. Yeah. It's because I'm Swedish. What's that? Wicklin. So, Dan. Yes. How has your uh, curling season gone? It's gone pretty good. I, I picked up you and Aaron and on our Sunday team, and I'm very happy with how we're kind of gelling as a team, and we're having a good season. Yeah, I've never fallen on the ice. That's I'm good. just kidding. No, yeah. I've fallen several times. One time I had a group of friends that wanted to learn to curl and try it out, and we I okayed it with the club. We came in on a Saturday, and we're having a great time, and you know, I showed them what to do. We're playing ends, and we're on sheet one, and there's a sideline there, and I fell right on that the walkway, mm. And so, like, my upper arm just below my shoulder landed square on that. All my body weight just bam. And <laughs> they thought I was going to die, all my friends. But, you know, it turned out okay. And I've actually I've actually fallen before and broke my broom. Uh, that wasn't good. I kind of just lost my – my feet went out from under me, and I slipped backwards. And then my arms went up in the air, and then I, I brought my arms down when I was falling, and the head slammed the ice. Mm. Well, and what's funny about it, it wasn't even my broom. So my buddy Oli, he, uh, he's part owner of Hogline Brooms. Yeah, he loaned me a broom to use, and then I ended up breaking it. So, <laughs> but he's like, "Oh, it's no problem. I got parts." I Hogline is completely based in the U.S. So this episode brought to you by Hogline Brooms. You know what? I USA, USA, USA. You know what I'd like to see is a Hogline Oli uh, shot rock Peter Stolt. Throwdown, where they joust with their respective companies' brooms. All right. They don't even joust. They 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 put their sliders on opposite sides of the sheet and then go at each other and and see who survives. As we Shot rock on, versus hog as, line. As we all sit on the sideline with giant turkey legs. I got this. Um, here. This is a church key. We were going to throw it to Dan, but we thought better. Yeah, because yeah. we reached for a drink. I, I, but I got that for... I was uh, about to take a swig of my... My drink. company sponsored one of the bond spiels or whatever, and uh, they gave me uh, that church key. I just got it this I week. I like it. That's great. Yeah, you got all the sweeping depths on there, and... I didn't even see that. I'm not... Yeah. Yeah, you never call numbers when you sweep. Thanks. Make it really hard for me when I'm skipping. Have yeah. you listened to any of the podcasts? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Don uh, Satram mm-hmm. was on. He's the guy that does the the draw for the playdowns, which I thought yeah. was pretty interesting. Yeah. Did you did you listen to that part? Yeah, I did. You know, and because your what, team is where I get the feedback. You and Kevin and I will. Oh be yeah. Talking and so so Don's the guy I need to talk to, huh? 
I'm just kidding. No, uh, I, I didn't get double booked this year, which is good. But the last three seasons, I've been double booked. How does that work? What do you What do you end up doing? Like, well, I have to get a sub. I skip one team, so I'll play on that team, and then I have to find a sub for my other team. But then I play lead, so then I have to try to find a lead. I can't find a second. It's challenging, you know. I getting double booked, sure. It, it's a lot with over 200 teams wanting to play, and I think it's cool that it's all inclusive. You know, everyone everyone has a chance to kind of Do win respect. All inclusive in the sense that we get free drinks the whole way. That would be nice, uh, but in this sense, all inclusive. I mean, uh, everybody can play in the playdowns. So. I really enjoy that too. I mean, I had. I knew some of the 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 A flight teams this year because you know they send the schedule out and you can see mm-hmm. where everybody's ranked. Yep. But oh, your I, team was A flight team. We did make A flight team. We were one win away, I think, from either tying or, or getting into the championship cup. But in any case, that you was, know nobody likes a braggart. Well, I was. <laughs> that's true. I can't argue with that. In any case. We struggled to find a sub for that Monday. We were, we were the one of the first uh, dates of the playdowns, and we needed a, a, a lead. And mm-hmm. I pretty much emailed every single person I knew who remotely qualified, and, and unfortunately, either they were playing or they couldn't make it. Well, so so what do you think then? Would you change this? Like, would you be open to changing the sub rules and the playdowns? No, no. I think the sub rules make perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I would. I just think teams should make a conscious effort to curl four whenever possible. Yeah, Even, but it's hard in the it's hard in the playdowns. Yeah, we ran well, into is, this it, exact it situation to, though. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have a solution. I, mm. I guess I'm more concerned just in general play throughout the year. It just seems like sometimes there are teams that almost prefer to curl three, and that this is, is controversial. Well, it, well, league play maybe, versus but that's great. But what about league play versus playdown play? Because well, the sub well, rules are different. Well, I would I would prefer if played on teams make an, made an effort. All, all I want is an effort made. I don't know how to enforce it. Yeah, you should be able with all the data that's in that we have about yeah. who's registered for what. You should be able to provide a list that says here are all the people that are qualified to play lead in playdowns, second yeah. in playdowns. That would be really useful. Right, I think it would be really useful. And that's something that could be created early in the season. It doesn't have to even be something that gets created yeah. at playdowns. You know, as soon after everyone's done registering, then then you could make that. You know, you could actually reach out to people that are on the sub list that are leads throughout the season or yeah. seconds and say, well, you know, I could have my buddy play or I could maybe network yeah. uh, when we need subs throughout the season. So, did well, uh, Did you do any bond spiels this year? I did. North Carolina. That's all I did this year. With these guys. Yeah. Well, we should, With do, a, we should do a bond spiel. And Cabana Boys, we had a, you, you said, a, fifth, a fifth man. You said uh, that you wanted to do the Chaska Summer one. Yeah, that filled up. Um, oh, it's full? Within an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hollywood Curling Club has a thing in June, you were saying? Absolutely. Last weekend of June. Kind California? Of, Beautiful California. Yeah, I'd do that. Yeah, it's uh, in the it's, it's the three day weekend not, of July fourth. <laughs> I noticed that Hollywood Curling is sponsoring uh, Schuster's team. Okay. Did you know on Schuster's team, Matt is it Matt Hamilton? Hamilton, who is looks pretty badass because 
as a bearded man, he's got this mustache. They were saying that he grew his mustache so that he had an identity separate from being on Schuster's team. The shoes weren't enough? My favorite is when they... You can dub over that one. My favorite is when they show the jobs of all the, the curlers, and Tyler George comes up, and it says, Manager, George's Liquor. That's This is the only sport where it's as funny as it is true. You know, people don't make money curling. Not really. Yeah. And everyone has a day job. And mm-hmm. if you're the manager of George's Liquor, that's what you're going to get on the byline. I'm assuming he owns the liquor store. Yeah, of course. Which I think would be an awesome job. I would love to own a liquor store. What would you call it? Where would, would you go with a pithy and funny name? That is probably annoying, but most people would remember. Or would you simply call it, uh, you know, like 46th Street Liquor? What about Chris Liquors? (laughs) (laughs) You might get people coming in saying, I'm here to lick Chris. And you're like, oh, my name isn't Chris. To lick Chris? Yeah, Chris Liquors. Yeah. So tell us about how you got involved in running for the board. Okay. Well, I think we have a great club, so... And we have a lot of history, and there's other clubs moving into our area, opening up in our area. But then I think we need to look at preserving our history of our current club. So um, I don't, I don't think there's anything really all that major to to change about our club. I think we have to keep our history in mind. And I mean, the St. Paul Curling Club has had has been around for over a century, and you know, it's gone through a lot, you know, through the the neighborhood changing and gentrification in that area. And, you know, it's kind of withstood a lot. So it's, uh, I'm not necessarily a historian there, but I have a lot of pride in it. I've curled at St. Paul for 11 years, and I, I think it's a lifelong sport that I want to be a part of. So, and then, you know, I got my son involved with curling, and I want him to kind of Stick with it and like it and maybe have a future with that, too. So, What is that like? I mean, you're both fathers mm-hmm. and you're both very passionate about the sport. How do you how do you temper your enthusiasm for the sport versus the natural growth of your child? Like what if they don't if, if they simply say, dad, not interested. Are you going to try to push them or, or not 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 push them, but encourage them to try it again? Well, that's the thing. I my son plays a lot of sports. And there's stuff that he tries that he doesn't like, but I kind of want to introduce him to a lot of things and then something's going to win out. So, you know, if he doesn't want to do something, I'm not going to push him into it. He's had a great experience with the junior program because I think, you know, there's a lot of nice parents that help out and, you know, getting the kids introduced to the actual sport just just having fun on the ice and some of the camaraderie with the other kids. I mean, what kind of keeps him going <laughs> right off the bat is the snack. It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> he looks forward to it and it's kind of whatever gets him out here, you know, to do it. So it's kind of funny when he's on the ice, one snack, one snack, he'll bounce off the ice and ask me. And I don't really want to force Ruby into doing anything she doesn't want to do. I don't know what it is. I just really like the social atmosphere. And when I see, like, families that curl, you know, like uh, Barrett's team, you know, family, they all curl together. And that's just, like, the Claussons, they all, you know, the brothers curl. I... Well, this is interesting. I mean, this goes back to when our first pod with, with Mike Barrett. 
and he was all in the jail. In the jail at St. Thomas. Which, Mike, I need you to help me with a parking ticket. Although, is it a campus parking ticket or is it a city parking ticket? Because if it's a campus one, I'm tearing that shit up, man. Because they'll never find me. If it's a city one, they might, they'll probably... I think you can probably figure that out if you just read the ticket. Well, I think I lost the ticket. So, I'm going to... Mike, I'm going to need you to do some detective work. Uh, I know that's in your purview. In any case, I remember Mike saying, I don't care if we're if the kids are belly sliding down the ice. Whatever gets them back the next season, yep. that's what we want. And then that, I, I think I heard Don or maybe Scott Clausen at the uh, cu- the culmination of the Little Rocks, watching oh. Ruby get her trophy and everything. Yeah, I don't think Scott was there, was he? Well, I don't remember. There were a few people speaking. Yeah. Don was one, Mike was one. In any case, it was very clear that what happens on the ice is great as long as it keeps people coming back at that yep. age. I think Blaine has a, a junior program, which is a, a good club, and it's far enough away that it'd probably draw people from a little bit farther away, Coon Rapids, Elk River, yep. blah, blah, blah. And North, Chaska, Northwest. If, if those guys get a really strong junior club process, like St. Paul has, you know, and you're doing every year 100 kids, you know, that means like three, 400 kids are going to be learning curling at really young ages. Mm-hmm. We're going to have great curling here. Oh, speaking of it, Ruby and and Will. We're being spied on. Can you guys can you guys come in and say hi? Okay. Great. Yep. Okay. Just stand right there. So, so Willem, what's your Willem. favorite part about curling? <laughs> what do you think? It can be anything. Is it smiling? Is it snack time? Yeah. You just snack totally time. ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite snack? Hmm. Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. Thin mints? Yum. No, we no we got We got the the the, the coconut ones. We got Samoas. Yeah. Samoas? Yeah. Are those the, are those are those the peanut favorite. butter ones? No. Coco- no. Coconut caramel. Oh, the oh, little yeah. ones are good. Yeah. Those are my favorite. My favorite part about curling. I don't know. Do you want to... Well, your turn, Ruby. Yeah, your um, turn, Ruby. My favorite part was when we got a ride on the rocks when we were, like, at the end. That was fun. A ride, that, a ride on the rocks? That yeah, was, we that rode was on cool. the rocks, like, three rocks, and, yeah. It was fun. We should we do that every sliding. week. They, they just pushed us, and then we went flying. So they put two rocks side by side, and then you, you sat on that, and then you had one in front, right? No, no. one behind and two in front. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, yeah, I was like, I put my feet, like, on two rocks, and I was holding on <laughs> the third rock. And then you got pushed down. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, good stuff. When yeah, I first started on your team... Um, the first night we played, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but the first the first game we played, like I hardly talked to you that much, but first end, you come down, you're sliding down. Do you remember what I said to you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I needed to make a shot, uh, a draw shot, and as I'm in the hack, hunched down, you say, well, if you can't hit the forefoot, you shouldn't skip. <laughs> And I'm like, wow! I'm so glad. I'm thinking this in my head. I'm so glad I picked this guy up <laughs> with that with that wisdom, with that smart wit. Yeah, well, that's yeah. What Dex, Dex taught me that, and that's so riddle me this: Did you think that my body language 
was positive after that, where I needed <laughs> encouragement every shot I well, yeah, I well, do. I think I remember that you missed the shot. Yeah, and uh... and and just by the way, this is the first shot of the entire season <laughs> that I shot, and I get yeah. this. Okay, okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, and you haven't made a goddamn shot since. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, yeah, <laughs> I did feel a little bit bad, but then I thought, you know what? If I can't be me on a team. I can appreciate that because now I know you. See, I would have chuckled about it, but (laughs) mid season. But at first, I'm like, first shot of the year, I have to hit the forefoot to, to try to take the end back. Yeah. And, and Chris is telling me this. Yeah. And probably, I probably missed my first two shots, right? Oh, of course you did. Yeah. They were short. Yeah. (laughs) I think you hogged hogged them. Oh, yeah. I probably, I probably, I probably (laughs) fell. I met you in, by and large, the same circumstances. What, yeah. what were your first impressions of me? Um, drunk. What? Uh, I was clearly fa- not drunk. Fancy pants. <laughs> no, I. You know what I liked about fancy pants. What I liked about you, um, you know. is that you were a real positive influence on our team. You had a short memory, so um, a bad shot would happen. You'd come back, and you'd immediately give positivity about. You know, like, oh, we could do this, we could do that. It's not, it's not that bad. You know, your first year team, you loot, miss a lot of shots. We played you at third, which is against the rules, probably. But I don't think it matters. We won yeah, it is, game. and it does matter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it's a good Let, thing. I already, unless you okay it with it's a the good third, game. I already turned it in my ballot. What was your favorite experience in North Carolina? Curling with us and Jason mm. Jurish and Rick Gergig. There was a lot of highlights. Gerchik. Yes. A lot of highlights. What was your... The hospitality from Carol. What was it like meeting Midget Mike? Um, I couldn't believe it, and I thought, where was Jason? (laughs) (laughs) Because (laughs) somebody made a blow-up doll that looks exactly like him. I didn't know he was a model (laughs) for sex toys, but... This is, this is exactly like the Seinfeld where Elaine has seen her likeness on <laughs> yeah, mannequins. In a mannequin, yeah. We, we played a woman who brought out a blow-up doll from her car that looked exactly she got, go like get Jason midget Mike. Jurich. I mean, I, I should say, you guys met. I was, I was asleep at this point. But I've heard the story and seen the photos and feel like I was there. Yeah. Yeah, we couldn't. She was pretty fun. It was her name Paige. Paige. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she was fun. Yep, you know what I enjoyed was the Ocalto Mexican cheap beer that we bought. Yeah, they had uh, tequila barrel infused beer. Tequila infused. Oh, yeah, it's like a mint right. golden light with a jalapeno. But yeah. I found it strangely <laughs> enjoyable. I thought right. it was fun. The first, remember the first night we went to the beer store? Uh, every night we decided to go get booze. And this was a really smart, lucky turn of events. Every time we decided to go get booze, it was like all the liquor stores were closed so we could only get beer. So the first night we go to the grocery store, we get some beer, and we oh no, we went to a gas station. Gas station, yeah. We got beer, and uh, we drank all the beer the first night, which was great because we went to bed and we were in pretty good spirits. And then the next night we went out and we got like a truck bed full of beer. Like I don't know what we were thinking. There's like <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Twenty seven cases of beer. It's like all right, we're gonna have a party. <laughs> The yeah. maids had a party after they cleaned our room. Some of the we things that, through that. that I really liked about that is that, you know, Jordan told the story that he was sitting at the bar and some old timer was saying how, oh, yeah, St. Paul sent down a bunch of ringers. And then we we, we brought five guys and uh, I was wearing a suit coat. I love that, that one day we the walk Herb in. Brooks. 
Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Was that Herb Brooks? And they're like, "Wow, you guys Wet have pants. a manager." <laughs> I thought that was. Funny. And I was like, "Yep, I'm the manager of the team." Yeah, that's right. Coach, manager. You know what else is cool is that um, we participated in the ice in the Pine Car Derby race, yep. which was highly contested when they realized we did not, in fact, build the car. That'll be cut out for sure. Definitely cut out. <laughs> All right. In any case, we we, we met a gentleman. We kicked named, their ass. We, we kicked we ass in the Pinewood Derby. Completely yeah. victors. Dominated. We got a trophy. Well, you know what's funny? You know, I was the one that had to go way in the car, and the guy picked the car up, and it like slipped out of his hands, and it like dropped on the table, oh. and then ricocheted onto the floor. Like, you son of a bitch. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, Look, now it only rides on three wheels. Oh, wait, we meant to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and well, that was what was funny, because Tom Cotter, I, I, my, our author came, mm-hmm. our car guy, celebrity came, and vetted the vehicle for us. And we all admitted later, we were kind of nervous about what he was going to say. I wasn't nervous. I knew that car was a winning car. That, that guy the is the ultimate car guy. Yeah. The guy knows... You know, 65 Shelby Cobra, and he also knows a Pinewood Derby car. I was thoroughly impressed. That was really fun. I, I did not anticipate Tom would invite us to his house and show us his, his collection of vehicles. Yeah, and that was, that was one of the highlights. Really spectacular. Sure. Dan, That's a for, great way to finish. Yeah. Dan, thanks for coming out and uh, coming over here and uh, recording this. It's been fun. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. We should record all our conversations. What makes or you do think we? we don't? I already do, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do a cheers. Cool. All right, cheers. Good good cheers. curling. Good season. Blink. Good luck, Dan. Hey. Thanks, guys. Monday. Play down. Monday. Good luck, guys. 8 o'clock. I'll bring Ruby Aaron, if you're listening, we have a game on Monday at 8. <laughs> I'll just send her a text message. It's natural. 